On today's episode of Tips from the Top Floor, you'll find out what keeps me busy, what I've got coming up, and I will talk with Alan about a little project that we've done together 10 years ago, the Invisible Camera. This episode is supported by Eneloop Pro. This is Tips from the Top Floor, episode 903 for April the 8th, 2021. Hey, yep, you're not dreaming. You're wide awake. This is episode 903 of Tips from the Top Floor, TFTTF, the show about all things photography. I am Chris, and yes, it has been 10 years since we released The Invisible Camera, and uh, later in the show I will talk about this with Alan in detail. And if you're if you're new to, well, to, to Tips from the Top Floor, if you uh, don't know what The Invisible Camera is, which um, a lot of people still don't know, I would suggest you stop listening to this episode right now and watch that video first. It is a six minutes and 40 video and uh, and this episode will contain a few very big spoilers. So um, I'll wait here, go watch it. And when you come back, we'll uh, go into some detail on that project. Anyway, before we kick this episode off, I owe you... A uh, bit of an update. Just a couple of things. Feel free to skip forward. Um, I know you've been waiting for a while, but yeah, things have been quite busy on other fronts, and and taking a bit of a of a hiatus from TFTTF was kind of necessary to recharge batteries, to uh, just to manage my general energy levels, which have been a bit affected by. Uh, the things of the last year. So in the next few minutes, uh, here's a quick update about my pandemic situation, the Margaret International Pinhole, and uh, the other places besides TFTTF where I've been busy. So let's start with the COVID update. <sighs> I'll make this short, I promise, because you're all fed up, totally fed up with this, and I can totally understand. I am, I am really am. So third wave in Germany right now. We have a shortage of vaccines, which like in a country of Germany is a bit unexpected, right? I would, I was hoping to be faster, but um, yeah, just don't ask. Um, my dad got his, uh, both his shots. My mom got her first shot. My brother got his first shot. And um, so that's a big relief. Um, and as things stand right now, I Hope to get my to get my shot by I don't know sometime in summer maybe fall of this year so until then um, yeah it's hunker down time uh, but you know the good thing is that the viewfinder villa is is a bit outside Hanover it's in the countryside so uh, we live in an area where where it's relatively easy to keep your distance and uh, I'm <laughs> I'm also pretty good at not spending time with people. Which you wouldn't think if you met me on a photo tour on a workshop, but you know, there's that introvert side of me that um, that means staying home isn't too much of a burden. Um, we've done gardening, <laughs> we've done lots of cooking, and now we're doing lots of walking to get rid of some of the COVID kilos. But uh, yeah, so uh, from that point of view, it is it's a sort of bearable. Anyway, wear the mask, keep your distance, reduce contacts. This ain't over until it's over. Be nice to each other and be compassionate, okay? Uh, next part of the update, uh, podcast appearances. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, because not being on TFTTF doesn't mean I'm I'm gone. Not, not at all. If you miss me in your podcatcher, I've actually been quite busy. And uh, here are a few places for you. To look at. For example, just a couple of days ago, I've been a guest on the latest Photo Geek Weekly with Don Komarechka, which is amazing. I love the show. Uh, real nerd material. Um, always a pleasure to nerd out with him. And I've uh, just released uh, uh, as a uh, not connected, but as a separate thing. I've just released a little video revisiting the invisible camera, kind of a reaction video. Um, yeah, again, we'll talk about this later in the show and um so that's the second one the third one is tfop 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 the future of photography which is a weekly podcast which i'm really enjoying 
because we were doing weekly episodes and it has become just a great roundtable format in we do this in audio and video we've got some great interaction there that's a bunch of awesome people adrian and i did this for uh, for a long while we did it just the two of us but then after we added imar from ireland and jeremiah from la it's just become such a wonderful group of people to hang out with uh, once a week and it's it's also the great different perspectives um adrian coming a bit from the analog world with uh, Sunny16, uh, Imar being in the art scene in Ireland, Jeremiah being a lauded uh, Hollywood director from uh, from Hollywood, <laughs> from LA. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a great combination of different uh, viewpoints. And it's just become such a wonderful group of people. Yeah, it's... I love and I love the topics that we talk about too. So that's uh linked in the show notes. Of course, if you if you uh, if you have mastery of the German language, then there's Happy Shooting, the German photo podcast that I do together with Boris. Um also has been on video for the last um almost year now. We do weekly episodes. Uh, chugging along there and um i'm i'm thoroughly enjoying that part uh, you know happy shooting is kind of my video test bed both for both for learning to get comfortable in front of a camera which initially wasn't easy same as when i started talking to microphones years ago um as well as digging into more in, into the video technology side we um we're using like cutting edge tech to make this a smooth production and Every time I learn something new, and it's it's a, it's wonderful. It's it's lots of fun to do that. Learning new skills. That is my. I think adding the video part, making this as seamless as possible, is is probably among my bigger COVID projects. Because um, yeah, lots to learn here, and I'm really happy that this is coming. Uh, it's coming out the way it is. Um, next one is curiously polar weekly arctic antarctic topics polar topics uh and it's interesting because that after just talking about topics it's now turning into almost like a bit of a news show um almost with a bit of a comedic value because henry and i we we get together really well and i really like that Uh, the dynamics there is wonderful um and uh, it's it's also with the, with a the serious slant because you know the polar regions are pretty good indicators for where our climate is going to go. So, um, and while there is enough doom and gloom that we could put in the show, and sometimes we have to, but we're still managing to make this entertaining. Like we had, uh, I don't know, <laughs> this one, this one story from earlier this year. Uh, this amazing story. There was this nu- nuclear powered Russian supply ship that. Uh, was on the way from Russia down to Antarctica and on the way it lost one of its propeller blades. So imagine a big ship's propeller at the end, one big propeller. And this one was one with four blades and it lost a blade. Just like that, poof, gone to the (laughs) seafloor. Of course, the ship um, couldn't just continue going because that was... um, Yes, it's not possible because the the mass was not centered anymore. And of course, the ship being big and being a nuclear-powered ship, they couldn't just like go stop somewhere along the way, go into a dock for repairs. No. So what they had to do is they had to get divers uh, to cut off the the opposed the opposite blade on on the other side of the screw, so make it a two-blade screw uh, out at sea, and then they. Yeah, they had to kind of let it fall to the bottom of the ocean to join the other blade, which is just a crazy story. And um, yeah, they got some form of balance back in the propeller and they were able to go back to Russia. Um, Unbelievable stories. uh, And uh, that one was with us for several weeks. So so Curiously Polar is really evolving into something quite fun. Or I don't know the massive iceberg in the in the Antarctic that broke off the ice shelf and then I was making its way towards the the north with weekly satellite pictures, information, and video on where it is and what enormous pieces broke off of it. Um, really enjoying that show with Henry. And uh, speaking of my co-host Henry, um, 
again, lots of amazing interactions with him. Really, really enjoying those on a weekly basis. So that's Curiously Polar. What other project? Marquardt International Pinhole, of course. Yes, I know it's taking longer than expected. Everything right now is everything right now is taking longer. Just it's just the way it is. Um, I'm still sorting out some of the shipping details and stuff, getting packaging material, uh, some basic stuff. It's yeah, it's just it's dragging along a bit. Um, and um, we're talking about fifty cameras, roughly plus minus, um, but up 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 about that 50 cameras which originally when we uh made the invisible uh, the invisible camera no the margaret international pinhole it's a real thing um when we made that 10 years ago that was uh, that was we we had to make more of the of the hardware pieces the pinhole holder the tripod thread the the attachment buttons we had to make or have made more than just the 10 the set of 10 because that would have, wouldn't have been economic so we had leftovers and uh my friend jürgen who is the furniture maker who made the boxes for them he had some time thanks to the pandemic so he dug into making new cameras and we have them and uh they will i guess we'll release them in batches of around 10 um and the price, the original uh, international pinhole sold for a thousand bucks, thousand euros. And uh, that helped us uh, finance some of, uh, offset some of the cost for having the hardware made, which was remarkably expensive. And uh, we ended up with a like a zero sum game after uh, selling those 10 cameras and now um, of course there's a lot of more work that went into that so um, but I still managed to bring the price down so the price for an individual camera out of those 50 will be in the 600 euro range per camera which will include the camera itself and uh, you get to choose from uh, one from the from the selection of different beautiful woods which again there will be different woods of course every everyone is a one-of-a-kind uh, work of art it will include the laser drilled uh, scientific grade precision pinhole yes that is still part of it and one attachment strap of your choice to to attach the film cassettes or the medium format bags or the s digital scanning bags or whatever you want to strap onto the camera and um, yeah and those straps by the way are still the quirky very very special straps that uh, we had made um, with names like uh, I Am Your Father or Velvet Blue or Papa Smurf. If you see them, you know why we're calling them that. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, that's probably one of the ideas around that, uh, the Marquardt International Pinhole, that I'm most proud of because they are such a great way to personalize your camera. Uh, it's the combination with the different woods and the different straps are just, they make a one-of-a-kind uh, camera that looks good on your shelf too and uh, yeah and then you you can also get optional accessories um, like one of the things we're not delivering the camera with now and to, to bring the price down is the transport box it'll be wrapped nicely into some a cloth wrap but um, yeah that would be extra and then film cassettes would be extra if you already have film cassettes 4x5 uh, stuff then you won't need any uh, if you don't have any, um, you can get them uh, from the shop, from the international pinhole shop. And then the cameras will ship worldwide. And then after those 50-ish cameras are gone, that will be it. Because there are no plans whatsoever to make any new Marquardt international pinhole. So uh, when those 50 are gone... They're gone. That will be your only chance to get one. And uh, while I still prepare the website to go live and to start selling them, um, you can put your name on the list of interested parties at internationalpinhole.com and uh, I will ping you once they go online. Um, so that was the MIP update. Uh, consulting update. Yep. Last but not least, that's the last piece of the update. Uh, quick quick one on the business side because um 
Yeah, there are still no photo workshops inside for me right now. And uh, I've been focusing on like stuff to keep me busy and to keep uh, some income uh, flowing. And um, there's some, some consulting uh, around remote video production that I do. That's the OBS Ninja Academy uh, that I founded. And uh, there, there does seem to be a demand for that because remote video production in a good fashion in a, in, a, in proper quality audio and video wise um that's still not easy with the current tools available um so i've built a lot of expertise in that in that area and um and some online photography coaching which again i mean this is what i love doing this is why i do the podcast this is why i do the photo tours the workshops uh because of the the teaching of um, helping others become better photographers and uh, so the online photography coaching that's the photo sensei that I do is um, is still going and uh, yeah it's probably four to five um, sessions a week which could be a few more but I'm not complaining I like uh, I like teaching and if you're interested in the, in any of that then there are links in the show notes. I'd like to say a quick thank you to this week's sponsor, Eneloop Pro. So I guess you use batteries for your flashes, for your transmitters and receivers, uh, for your other photo accessories. And I've been using Eneloop Pro for, for ages. So when Eneloop approached me and asked me if I would be interested to talk about them here on the show, that was an instant match because my battery drawer, it's right here. I can reach it from uh, where I sit right now and uh, it's filled with Eneloop Pro. So why do I use them? Well, uh, that is very simple. They are uh, rechargeable many hundreds of times, so that reduces waste, that saves you on cost. Uh, the double A's hold 2,500 milliamp hours, which is quite beefy. They are environmentally friendly. They have great performance. And here's one of the key points. They really hold their charge. I mean, how often have you taken batteries from your from your battery drawer just to find them depleted because they've been sitting there for too long? Not with Eneloop Pro. They retain 85% of their charge after one year in storage. So you just won't have any surprises there. Eneloop Pros are ideal for your camera gear and they come in AA and AAA sizes. And uh, did I mention they come pre-charged with solar energy? I think that's pretty cool too. So next time you're looking at batteries, reduce some battery waste, save on battery costs, and check out Eneloop Pro. I use them every day. And thanks to Eneloop for the support. All right, so... The invisible camera is... Yeah, what is the invisible camera? Well, for those of you who don't remember, which... It's always a possibility. <laughs> it is uh, it is uh, an April Fool's joke that Alan Attridge and I did um, 10 years ago. Yep, it's been 10 years. Um, April 1st, it was exactly 10 years. Well, actually, <laughs> seven days earlier, it was exactly 10 years because we released that um, before we before April 1st was, was there, a week early. Um, and uh, it was it was this yeah it was a scary thing to do it was a fun thing to do it was um a scary week to go to live through while we saw the reactions coming in and this kind of blowing up um in the photo community and uh then on the on april 1st we pulled the plug and took it offline and uh the the whole what was going on there how did we feel about it and so on um, that is what I talked to Alan Adridge about Alan Adridge is the host of the Two Hosers podcast he's been a guest here on the show numerous times and uh, we recorded this for his Two Hosers podcast but um, I thought it would be fun to put it on this episode so uh, here you go let's talk about what happened 10 years ago Okay, I'm rolling. So oh, I still need to do a countdown for my sake, but... I'll, we'll do a countdown and a clap, whatever you want. Clap does not help. You, you count. 
I'll join in. Five, four, three, two, one. Don't really need the one. That's just from continuity, really. The, uh, <laughs> the film guy. <laughs> it's really, it just, it fits. It, it should be quiet. It should be like the like the two pop and then just quiet, right? Like that's that's how you do it. You don't actually say the, the, the one. But uh, yeah, that's worked for 10 years with, with Adam and I. We've never messed up that sink. So zero <laughs> sink problems in 10 years. It's the it's the low tech approach that works best. It it is the it, well. I also like to give Adam as as little to do as possible. Fewer fewer variables. Yeah, for, for some people that is the best way is to not have to do anything. <laughs> right. So, so, Mr. Marquardt, ten years. Like this snuck up on me. The ten years. <laughs> me too. <laughs> well, not even. I mean, the ten years, of course, but the last year like i i remember about it i remember a year or two ago i remember thinking oh wow it's eight years or and it was like ah oh, the 10's coming up what should we do and then we should do covid that's what we should do yes that took that took precedence so maybe we'll do the 11 ours go to 11 like spinal tap we'll, yeah. we'll do we'll, we'll fool everybody again um you know you know i i i this this completely burnt my ability to ever fool anyone ever again. I don't know if that's true. Well, at least at least the people who got fooled by it or who saw it and, and liked it and did not get fooled by it. Um, for a long time, for many years since um, since then, or after after we did the invisible camera, I I often heard people say. Is that a, is that a fool? Is that is that a April Fool's jokes? Is that so? Pe- people were, were really cautious, really on guard for the for the for yeah. For but people forget, and then all of a sudden, like you you you've gained your credibility back, so we can ruin that again next year. The, <laughs> do you remember before we get in the visible camera part and how that all started? But do you remember I got more emails one year later from the from the visible camera? Do you remember what came? I think it was one year later. It might have been two. Could have been, but pretty sure it was one. Do you remember what came out a year after, almost to the day? There was a, another thing. But what was it again? The Lytro. <gasps> True, the lipstick camera, the Lytro, the 3D depth refocus camera that kicked off a lot of things. Yep, yep, yep. I, I got emails from, like, my old high school teacher who I hadn't been in touch with in a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, is, is this you guys? I said, no, I think this might be real. I don't, I, hard for me to know, but uh, there's a lot of, lot of connection made by people I know anyway. I don't think the whole world stopped and went, hey, is this, is this Mark Horton Atridge again? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, that, that happened. So I don't know. Does Lytro, ex- Lytro exist still? Nope. Uh, L- Lytro did a pivot to... Business pro- professional production only, and then they disappeared, and I think they got bought by Google or something. Okay, but the 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 the, the adjustable focus, the oh, post production focus, that's in our phones now. That's that's in an iPhone in, with with portrait mode, and you can change the, the the aperture size and change the depth of field. And there's some machine learning part of that, but then there's also some some of the depth information that the, the multiple cameras can capture and that kind of stuff. It's not the it's not the real light field kind of thing, but it's uh, it's getting awfully right. close. It's a, yeah, that's the the computational version of that, right? Yeah, 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 and. Uh, in the end, for for the end user, I don't think it makes a difference what the technology is. The result is no. all counts. So, so in, unless it comes to cameras that you can't see, and then so well, I you, saw your you video. Could, you could clearly see the camera, right? You could. That was the joke of it. It was not not that invisible. It wasn't Wonder Woman's plane. Although that was that was in my head when we I, we thought about that like ten years ago when that idea was being thrown around. Uh, I kind of, that was part of what, so I saw your video, mm-hmm. uh, your reaction video, and I was amused, because there were some things I had forgotten about how we shot that, and that was a lot of fun, but let's go back. Do you remember how it, the idea started? I don't know. So so you and I, we both were neighbors, pretty much, and uh, you, I think you brought this up. I, I give you full credit for having the idea of doing something along the lines of uh, April Fool's jokes. But the details, no. Hey, it's ten years later. I'm over fifty. It's things fade, you know. You are. I'm fifty-one. 
Oh wow! I'm okay. old. I feel uh, and and after being reminded by a few people out there that it's the 10 year anniversary of the indivisible camera, I feel even older now. Okay, so I, I remember going over to your your old uh, the top floor over there the in studio. the French Quarter. Yep, um, that's that's actually it's how we 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 met. Actually, is I was living in the French Quarter with my uh, wife. Were we married at the time? think so yeah we were married and so we're living there and i didn't know anybody in, in in the business and my wife simply entered tubing in photographer into <laughs> oh, so Google. she's so she's the culprit yeah she wanted me to get off the couch and uh and and so she googled that and said hey oh this is this guy uh, chris marquardt and i said you know that name actually rings a bell i i, I had known because at the time, there was only, you know, two photo podcasts, and you were one of them. Um, one of the first, right? That That's tips from the top floor. The the, the one, not, not quite the first. There were a couple before me, but they both faded within a couple of months after I came on the scene. And I'm not, the, I'm not, it's, it's not my fault that they faded. There's just, like, they just didn't have the stamina <laughs> to keep going on a weekly basis or something. Right, so my wife, I, she pointed me to you, and I said, hey, you know, I know that name, the name sounds familiar, and then so I, I reached out and emailed you. We, we met at, uh, was it Latour, remember the name of the place? Oh, yeah, nice corner cafe. We, so about two minutes in, you just said, hey, do you, do you want to come on the show? And I thought, oh, like a podcast, I don't know, what, what studio, like how does this work, like the magic behind the podcast? And we went upstairs, and we, we, we recorded an episode, and I was pretty nervous because I didn't know what I was doing. And uh, still don't. Ten years later, but uh, <laughs> same here. <laughs> the, the the well, they'll give a podcast to pretty much anybody. That's the good news. And so I remember we, we talked, and then you know we talked about something else, and I came back, and I, so I hadn't know I hadn't known you very long. Like it was really that that must have been the end of 2010 that you and I first talked on the first episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, feels about right. And then. Yeah. Right after that, I launched, the Two Hosers launched in January, the first week of January of 2011. And I was over at your place doing something, shooting something, and I saw the prototype for the Marquardt International Pinhole. Which is, by the way, coming back. Coming, the 10, the... FYI. Are, are you calling the, the, the MIPX? No, it's the MIP. But um, there's, there's uh, let, let, let's talk about this later. Let's continue with the invisible camera first. So I saw it sitting there. And I thought, and you, you explained what it was, and for some reason, I, 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 I don't know what, why I thought of it. I thought of Wonder Woman's plane and thought, what if we made an internet version, uh, 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 an invisible version, and just had fun with it, you know? Uh, this was sometime sort of probably the first week of March, I'm guessing. And so you said, okay. I know you're a little bit nervous, though, because... You actually had listeners and something to lose, and I, I had nothing to lose, literally. So I don't remember even being remember nervous. if I was nervous or not. Probably a little, but uh, yeah, why? Why not? Why not go for it? I mean, it was it was very exciting. So um, uh, we we threw together a few ideas. Uh, you had the basic idea, and then I think we workshopped that a bit. And uh, well, we shot the rehearsal. Remember, we we shot for like a couple of hours one day, which, which was which was just a just just a session winging it pretty much, right? Which I thought was going to be the thing. Like I I fully intended that we're hey we're going to shoot the rehearsal, we're going to shoot the writing process of this, and that's going to be it, and that's and that's going to work. And so we shot for a couple of hours, which I, I thought was funny because back then CF cards were relatively expensive, <laughs> so we were shooting on I think. I'm going to say four gig cards. Probably, yep. So we'd get about eight minutes on the 5D Mark II and then have to switch out. Like, yep. No, so, yeah, eight minutes sounds about right. Eight yep. or ten minutes, something like that. And so we kept switching out. So we, had, we had like a handful of cards. And uh, so I, I took it home and I went through all of it and I realized it's that It's completely we, unusable. <laughs> yeah, what's the opposite of gold? Like yes. that's what we had. Like, do you, we still, had do you still have that footage? No, 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 no. Hard drives are more expensive then too. So I just, I, I got rid of that. And uh, it, it doesn't need, it's not even interesting to anybody. And so I went and thought, oh no. And so I, I then sat down and wrote a script 
about not a script, but like a general outline of okay, here's all the points we have to hit. Here's so, uh, how it's going to shape. So this this turned into a proper filmmaking process. Accidentally, it did. Uh huh. That was never my intention. But but it was it, it was a very very good exercise because I mean I learned a ton on how to approach storytelling, on how to approach making a compelling thing. A convincing thing, um, which I mean, it, nowadays that's a skill. If if you want to, I don't know, start a Kickstarter campaign or something, that's a good skill to have. Yeah, it, yeah, for sure, for sure. And on on any level, like you, even if it's a, like a feature length level, it's it or or just a short. Like it's all it's all storytelling. Short, obviously, somewhat easier because it's short. It's got that right in the name. But uh, yeah, so we sat down and we had a lot of fun and. Remember, there's a lot of outtakes. I remember from our our conversation, but we would we would we would get it we would we would get it out. Sometimes I would have to feed you line by line, which was oh, fine. it was it was it was it was it was a very painful process for you, especially because I'm just <laughs> I'm just crap with the lines. I'm just yeah. It was it was really a slow and very very. It's, it's like like fingernails on a chalkboard kind of a process and <laughs> but it came across well it came across it worked it was in the end the result was good but the process itself was i mean i learned a lot about how good i am at doing things learning things by heart <laughs> i'm not and <laughs> <It> never was <laughs> sure but that but this kind of project was okay for that because but it you produced know, I... a whole bunch of amazingly good uh outtakes so that became part two of the of the invisible camera well, that was that was kind of the hardest part for me to for me to edit because there like the first cut of that was around forty minutes long, and uh, <laughs> I didn't. I remember going through it like normally. What when I, when I put, when I put some anything together, like I I usually um, I, I cut mostly subtractive. Like I, I talked on the show like, like a few months ago about the difference between additive and subtractive when it yeah. comes to to any kind of art, like it, whether yeah. it's sculpture or painting or whatever, and but so especially video editing, it's it's. A, I, I like the approach. You assemble the thing. You you have a really long thing, and then you 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 go through with a with a knife and you stab your own babies piece by piece. <laughs> okay, I had a whole different other way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's killing your babies, sort of, because you, you, you put is. your heart into into shooting that and writing the lines and putting everything together. Oh, that's true. That is true. But that you, you, so I, I do two, like a, 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 both processes, process I, I'm not sure how to say that. The, so I, I, I don't do full on subtractive, like I throw everything in and then just start pulling away. I, I will start building the project, but I leave it fat, right? And so, and then, then I'll go in and just go pass after pass and, you know, pull out scenes, pull out shots, pull out bits, you know, just like little, like a second of a shot and, and slowly tighten it up, tighten it up, tighten it up so that I've gone through it so many, so many times to like the last pass, I'll go through and I'll, like, I will pull out four frames of a shot and that kind mm. of thing, where, which it seems, seems silly when you, when you explain to somebody like four frames, uh, what is that? One sixth of a second. Well, right? 30, 30 milliseconds of frame. So it's, Right. It's almost nothing, but it can make all the difference. The tiny, minute micro timing things. Exactly. And so and so we'll, we'll go through and do that. And so but when I when I cut the the uh the gag reel, there was so much. And I think the first cut was about forty minutes long. And I thought, well, all of this is gold. Like but to me, to me and Chris, that's it. Like nobody else is gonna care about all of this. even the final cut of the of the second part was like long if i if i if i did it again this time around i'd probably use two-thirds of it maybe half of it oh i'd get it down to three four minutes at the most yeah. i think it's it's what is it like 10 minutes now something like that yes like it's still fun i'm it's, it's still it was, it was fun to revisit um for sure yeah okay so so you learned a bunch i uh, what i i learned first of all i learned a whole lot about uh well the internet for one, I mean, <laughs> at this, this is this is 2011, and so I I had not had a video on YouTube. Um, I I I knew what YouTube was. Like YouTube was pretty new in 2011, still uh, not new. I mean, relatively speaking, so much so that do you remember when when I said to you in in some sort of I don't even know where my, this bravado came from. 
we talked about how many how many views you'd like to get. Do you remember what you said? No, I don't. I think you I think you said like, oh, I'll be happy if this gets six thousand. And which at the time wasn't wasn't terrible. Like 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 I said, now YouTube everything gift openings, toy toy box openings get yeah. you know a million in the first minute, right? But at the time that wasn't a thing. No one your your parents didn't know what YouTube was. No, no, of course not. And so you said, oh, if we get six thousand, that'd be great, or or whatever it was. And 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 I said, oh, we're gonna get a hundred thousand. And you laughed. You said, there's no way. <laughs> And I, I didn't actually know. I really didn't. I didn't know how. I, I had no nothing to base that on. It just felt nice. I felt like hundred thousand would have been awesome. Yeah, we um, we finally got that. And we we're up at one hundred thirty one thousand at this point. We we hit a hundred thousand pretty close to around that time. Like it it went it went up pretty quick. But th- that was my introduction because at the time, I barely knew what YouTube was. I did not know what Twitter was. Um. And I mean, Twitter wasn't what Twitter is now. I don't think. <laughs> no, it was the the happy days of Twitter. It was the happy the Fawns <laughs> was on Twitter. The um, so do, do you remember when we went live with it? I do. Yeah, you remember tense. me? You know who I am, right? It was tense. Uh, it was because that's why I say you 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 were a little bit nervous, if I remember, because you thought. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch heat here from well, some people. And 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 of course, what we did is we released that a week before April first, just to yes. add a bit of a yeah to make it a bit more convincing. And that rubbed a few people the wrong way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which I which I love so. So for me, so you you had a Twitter account, you had Twitter followers at the time. I like I said, I didn't know what Twitter was. I didn't have a phone, like nothing, none of that, right? And so you you hit go. We we hit publish on YouTube, and then right away you you sent it out via uh, the Twitter sphere. And uh, we watched the application applications coming in for the field test because that's that was separate, yes. Yeah, but that, but that's that's what we asked at the end of the video. We asked for uh, volunteers for the field test, and mm-hmm. that was, I believe, a Google form. So we could see them come in, right, piece by piece, um, watching the spreadsheet, filling up with uh, applications. Which that came in fast. But what I what I what blew my mind is that when you hit publish and then on Twitter, well, the video is like. Six minutes long? I don't remember. Something like that? Uh, 6.40. is It's it's 6.40, yeah. Two minutes after you hit Twitter, you were getting responses back saying, I'm watching this. Oh, my, oh my God, my mind is blown. Mm-hmm. People were, were tweeting in the middle of, of watching it for the first time, which, you know, which kind of really, really messed with my head. Like, I didn't, I didn't understand how that was, that worked. I sound like such a like a, like a hick. I'm from a big city. <laughs> you, I am from you, Vancouver. <laughs> you, you, you sound like, like you're older than me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ma, look at that pointy-haired little girl. The um, but but watching that spider web and and you you had some sort of a tracking software or something that you could watch and you could see who was tweeting or retweeting or I don't remember at the time. I remember th- maybe you made it up. I don't remember. I think but, I just uh, I just looked at the stats and had that had the the mentions of it on the screen somewhere. It wasn't it wasn't anything sophisticated, but it gave us a good idea that that was actually generating some interest. And then uh, shortly after uh, it ended up in a few blogs, I think Petapixel wrote about it and a couple of others bigger publication right. so it got it gets it got more distribution yeah that was the funnest part for me is because first of all at the time I, I, once again I, I did i at the time i had no idea what petapixel or f-stoppers was yeah and you'd said oh yeah like this is this is cool that they've picked this up and I, I'll, I'll take your word for it like uh, that's fine and so they they picked it up they they knew i think they knew we didn't contact them they just somebody saw it and put it on i didn't contact you didn't contact them did no. you? No, no, no. It happened organically. So they saw it. They evidently uh, got the joke, but I still ran so, yeah. with it. Like, good for them. Like, I was really impressed later on. I thought, wow, good for you guys for, for running with that. And because 
he could have made them look silly if you know or anger their their readership or etc but they good, good for them um, but what what really kind of blew my mind at that point was was them those two and then there was like a handful of other ones that had published the story and left the comment section open mm-hmm. and those started to fill up and so what blew my mind was was going back and I, I started reading through the comments. I never you, you told me do not comment. You said never ever ever don't feed the trolls, don't comment. And so I, I never I never I never got involved, but I read it all, and there were people arguing about the technology and 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 yes, of course it will work. And there's this and what about this and oh my god. And I thought people around the world are arguing about what's inside my head. Strange feeling, isn't it? That was very strange to me. Like they're arguing the merits of something that we made up out of whole cloth. The um, I mean, having looked at it back, I mean, of course, I can't fool myself, but um, looking at it, it starts really grabbing you in the beginning. It's very, <laughs> it's 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 really well crafted. Um, it it pulls you in. It it hints at things, and then it it's it it stays believable for about I'd say about half the video, especially if you if you don't have a scientific so you see it. if you well if if you don't have a scientific background if you mm-hmm. if you um, if, if you're not a nerd if you're not a geek real deep into into the the, the things here um, it stays believable believable for a long time, and then once that that hook is in that's when we start oh that's when the video starts kind of becoming a bit less believable and a bit more crazy and it it did but i i remember you know when we were coming up the the the, the story and i said okay well here when we get, when we lie we have to go big we can't just make something small because that's not believable if we go so so big oh, over the absurd, top yes over the top and then and then be very specific Yeah. Which you did. I mean, you 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 end you ended the gigapixel race. Oh, we ended the gigapixel race. We ended the realm of the terapixel. We <laughs> football fields. We inve- football field sized sensors because you measure things in football fields. Apparently, um, there's uh, di- di- directional desensitization, which I think coming up with that, we tried four or five different things, and then that's the one where we both. <laughs> We had this big grin in our faces because that was just too good, um, and the whole yeah, it's 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 a bit like a, a little boy drawing a car with uh, ten rooms in it and letters and things. You know, it's, it's like making making up something that you want to have that you want that you want to be a reality, um, And that's what we did because it would have. I mean, that technology would have been amazing if there was any way for making this into existence. By the way, there's another trend. Okay, so this was a plexiglass box that we used as a prop here. Um, there's another plexiglass box that actually was a camera a bit later. Do you remember the red one? Someone. No. Okay, so someone someone um, used a red plexiglass box with a lens mm-hmm. and put. Uh, orthochromatic film in it, which doesn't see red. So you can actually watch a a piece of film be exposed through the outside of the box because the film doesn't know what red light is. So that is an actual thing that happened a few years later. And I saw this and I was like, wow, we should have got a sue. (laughs) (laughs) We we can, well, that's the funny thing was, was one of the reasons that, that, We wanted to, we. I mean, I wanted to, and then you agreed, or, or that was your motivation too. It wasn't to to fool anybody, and which I felt a little bit not bad after, but pe- but that some people took it hard, and I thought, well, that wasn't the intent. The intent was when you were a kid. We, we were both around the same age, and and uh, I remember when I was a kid, every so often there would be something truly magical in terms of technology or, uh, or transportation, like the space shuttle, or something would come along that would absolutely blow your mind, you know, yeah. if you spent two seconds thinking about it. And there sort of became a time, a stretch where that stopped, where the lots of amazing innovations are coming, are, are happening. But, but you lost that sense of wonder. Well, last year, 
you know, the, the CIA or the Pentagon are now, yep, there's aliens, and everyone went, yeah, all right, fine. You know, like, no one cares. <laughs> I Whereas, do. could you imagine? I, I kind of do, but, you know, it's like if you found the Ogopogo, you'd want to you'd wanna see it. But now, no, eh, of course it's a Lake Okanagan. I'll send you some links to what, what that is. But yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's the Loch Ness Monster of, of British Columbia. Ah, okay. So... That was our idea was like, you know what? Like I, I long for that sense of wonder from when I was a kid or that amazement. So let's 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 give the people that, even if it's for a short time. But some people didn't find that. Even though we, we put so much effort into trying to handle that plexiglass box without putting fingerprints on them, which was impossible. <laughs> um, my favorite shot, and that's the one I used for the for the thumbnails and that I keep using is the one against the sun up in up in the forest behind the place you lived where we yep. did the where we shot the in the field uh, uh chapter or or act and uh there's this shot that you shot it through well, okay so through the through the trees the sun was set, setting and mm -hmm. uh you shot against that light with me holding up that box and, and looking in wonder and amazement at the box and um and I use this as a as a thumbnail, even though every time I see that thing, I only the only thing I see is a million of fingerprints on that box <laughs> because it was impossible to work with that thing without it getting smudged up. We should have had gloves. That would have been the move. Uh, white white, white Mickey Mouse gloves. I do also love the fact that the the pinhole, the metal pinhole, was not fixed into that. No, it was just gravity <clears throat> held it. It in was there. a. An eBay bought skink pinhole holder uh, made from steel, and I tried to find a good way to to wedge that into the hole, and there wasn't a good way without it showing on the video. We could glue it in or anything, um, and uh, yeah, it was only held by gravity, which also explains why most of the time when we show the camera, it's leaning forward a little bit because <laughs> otherwise that pinhole holder would be falling out. Right. It didn't have a tripod thread, so we had to lodge it on top of the tripod in a way that it would just not fall off, which it sometimes wanted to, and wipe it off all the time with a cloth because of the fingerprint. It was crazy. Did you get blowback from any of your friends? Um, a couple for a short time. A couple for a short time. Someone was like, yeah, yeah no, that was not, not funny. But um, a few weeks later, that evaporated and just turned into chuckles. So no, no hard feelings from anyone. I had two pretty big blow-ups <laughs> with because really? I didn't tell anybody. The only person who knew uh, was my my wife, and I think I told my dad. Mm -hmm. I was telling him while we were doing it, and uh, and that was it. I didn't tell a single other person, even after we sent it out. I, I didn't tell anybody. So I had a really good friend of mine who now lives in Sydney, Australia. He was living there then. He's been, he's been there for quite some time, and he had moved to Sydney, Australia, and so he was there, and he was in a camera club, and when he he found out about this. Like I emailed him the link, said, hey, check this out, what project I'm working on with this guy. And uh, he went to this camera club and told everybody about it. My buddy's done this. They all went bananas. They thought it was the greatest for a week. And then it came, and then, and then I think he was not really uh, invited back to that camera club. They were pretty mad at him for some reason. <laughs> so he got a, he got a, he sent me a very, very nasty email Hey man, how about a heads up for your buddies next time? And then another buddy of mine in I went to film school with and who was living he was living in Victoria, uh, British Columbia. He was working for the new for the uh, news studio over there, TV station, and he told all his buddies, all his all the camera guys, holy cow, check this out. And not only did they love it, a number of them signed up to be field testers. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, so we, we, we had we had a whole interesting Roaster of people signing up to be field testers. Yeah. So I he mean, didn't talk to me for about six months after that. He was oh. really, really angry. Um, wow. But the field test part, like, and, and so that to me, that was the, 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 the fun part. Do you remember how that came about? How what came about? The field test? The, I, the field test. Well, I th didn't we just want a way to gauge uh, engagement and interest? I I wanted to give people a sort of like an action step. Like yeah. 
is it's not just not just interest. Like obviously it's interesting, but to convince people that hey, you could be part of this. Do you want to be part of this? Will, will you take the next step? Will you yeah. walk away with this? When you walk away from your, from your computer, will you still be engaged in this? And uh, and then you said, hey, plus we can mine a bunch of data. Is what you said. Yeah, but we never did. I mean, the, the no, you didn't say that. Come on, no, I did. You never said mine data because what we did is after after we kind of um, well came clear uh, with the truth. Um, I, I I distinctly remember, remember sending out an email to everyone who signed up as a field tester and apologizing for. <laughs> for the prank and uh and and assuring them that uh the database the the, the emails and everything is going to be deleted and uh it's gone nothing the, the data mining had never occurred to no. either of us no. uh, at the time no, no, i remember reading not. about it online <clears throat> after thinking oh it's just a way to get email addresses and it's like no one uses the, the, I, on. I remember when when it was out for the week it was out about a week um that i got a a very stressed out phone call from Michael, the friend of mine who back then owned the uh, the, the online store for film uh, and and chemistry and development stuff, um, who who played the 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 film chemistry guy in the video, because um, I think I had asked him before. We even, I mean, we had the idea and then it was a bit of time. And in between, I held a workshop together with him. And uh, I asked him if he wanted to be the, like, in, in our prank. And he's like, yeah, sure, no, why not? And then we shot that on the spot with a horrible camera, horrible audio. But you did the English voiceover. So that, right. that kind of fixed it. And he was happy to, to oblige. And then when the whole thing started blowing up, uh, he got contacted by some of his customers <laughs> asking <laughs> asking about it because they recognized him so he he sent he, he called me and it was he was quite stressed out about this because he, he was afraid it would it would t tarnish his reputation um and uh and that that and the whole the whole bunch of people like we had on the on the field testers uh application list we had scientists we had teachers we had people um that it, it's special it's, effects from a very very, very big franchise <laughs> yeah I, I, franchise is the way to put it i haven't i i tell people offline I, i'm not telling it online who who it was yeah it, uh, some 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 someone who is like either head of special effects or very high up in special effects mm -hmm. in in that franchise uh writing us that this uh, we i i need my i didn't i need to get my hands on this um yeah the even even if I don't make the first 100 that you said would get into the field test, I will do anything to get my hands on this. And that was my uh oh moment. I, and and we had a few of those, um, not not that high profile, but a few of those where I went like, mm -hmm. oh, did we go too far? Did we overstretch that? And a week later, on I think either on the first or the second of April, I think we pulled the plug and took it offline. It was on April first. We did it. We we did pull it on April first. We put it out there. Which okay. uh, so, yes, I remember some people being angry that we we didn't put it out on the first uh, at the reveal. Yeah, but that, and, uh, but that would have given it away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Next year we're doing it in November. Like just sit tight. We'll do. We'll 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 do whatever. But uh, yeah, I, can, I I honestly can't believe it's been 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 ten years. It, it's it's something I do show to people every now and then. They'll like like I've had people ask me about it and tell their friends and they're like wow this who people who aren't even into photography just think well this this that sounds awesome like wait for it well it does sound awesome you know yeah. you know one of my inspirations um was um kubrick nixon and the man in the moon which uh, you told me about after and i, I have seen it since and and because it's it's a i don't even know if that is the original name of the documentary but it's in germany and it's it's a it's a documentary mockumentary that isn't like it's, it's, a, it's a prank pretty much about how the moon landing was staged and uh how kubrick was involved and uh and, and nixon and so on and um and that really a couple of years before we shot this that totally got me 
because it is exactly the same pattern. It starts off being very like mysterious, and they are they did a, such an amazing job editing together interviews, mm. um, uh, out of context pieces of interviews, and putting them in a new context. And it was so easy to believe. I mean, one one of the things, for example, when we added in the Max Planck Institute uh, into our video. And because uh, that's a very convincing thing there. And there is a Max Planck Institute in Tübingen. So there's mm-hmm. absolutely some truth there. And a friend of uh, mine worked there and we tried to shoot there, but that wasn't really uh, a way to do that. But what we then did is we just shot the sign on the outside because that's in pu- yeah. the public. And they let us in. I remember because I was confused when I saw you in your video. We went inside. We were inside. We did shoot a bit. I think that one snippet of an oscilloscope, hands-on an oscilloscope, is from in there. But um, they said we couldn't use anything. They said. But 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 my friend then then went to his boss just because he wanted to be on the cautious side, and uh, he asked his boss, and his boss said no. <laughs> So, <laughs> right. So so we so we 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 did use the oscilloscope thing, but yeah. Well, no, I think I think that's not going to be harmful anymore. And we shot the sign on the outside, which says in German, it says Max Planck Institute for Development Biology, which right. is yeah. But it but it says Max Planck Institute, and your neighbor, what was his name, his name again? Uh Jürgen. Jürgen, who who, think. who posed who posed as a as a scientist from Max Planck Institute. Yeah, he sold books. That's that's what he did. He worked at a bookstore. Right. So the one the one piece of of made up information that turned out to be true. Um, just for I don't even know why I chose him, but I chose Jacques Cousteau because yes, it sounded did. cool. I, I loved the name. I, I loved the yeah, name but Jacques, Jacques Cousteau. Cousteau. Deep sea exploration. You need very sensitive cameras down there. Um, yeah, but I, I had, it hadn't occurred to me. I never made that connection. I just thought, oh, it would be funny to throw in an obscure name, you know, a French guy. And uh, who knows? Throw it in. Turns out he they were doing some work with, with low light stuff at the bottom of the sea. With some sort of, I forget the name of it, the something eye, the snake eye or something like that. Yeah. Serpent's eye, eel's eye. Some, all, 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 something I'll like just that. Just r- rattle off names until until everyone stops listening. But uh, yeah, it turns out he'd been doing something, and that so that struck a chord. I saw a number of comments of, of people discussing, "Oh man, man, maybe they're they're piggybacking on on his work." And I thought, "Oh, we are not actually. It uh, just complete coincidence." There is no, no. Okay, I'm, I'm just trying, trying to find it online, but I can't. Eagle eye? No, it's got to be a fish, fish related <laughs> something. <laughs> Jellyfish eye. eye. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. So but, uh, so yeah, we we got uh, we got a bit of heat for it, and uh, again for years and years, I it, whenever I released anything near that time frame, <laughs> people came back with, uh, "Is that a joke?" Is that a joke again? Is that another invisible camera? Well, totally worth it in my opinion. I think I think it worked Absolutely. out for you. I mean, you'd said that for every every listener that you lost, because you would, I remember you showing me some emails or messages you got people saying that's it. I'm never listening to you again. But yeah. for every one of those, you got ten new listeners. I think so. It oh, kind of worked it, out. It it helped. It certainly helped uh, to cement uh, some 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 status. <laughs> Sure. I'm not sure which one, but uh, it's okay. It's it's. I I think I think it's good to be famous for for something. It doesn't really matter infamous. what it is or infamous. Infamous, yeah. better. Sure. Yeah. Um. Hey, I'll be famous for uh, literally for anything. It doesn't matter. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to pick pick nits. So, uh. Well, Chris, that's I. That's it. I have no ending to this. Do you have an ending? Well, there is a link to to the little uh, to the little video I shot, which is a yes. ten year after reaction video where I delve into some of the in some some of the behind the scenes stuff as as far as I remember, and I might be horribly wrong in some areas as I just realized during this talk. But um, no, still. you're very accurate in what you talked about. I, I went and watched it, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> And uh, I think I watched it as much to figure out how much you remembered and see how 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 much could be obscured through time. But but no, that was pretty much so, it. So uh, for anyone who listens, if you want to prank a friend who hasn't seen it yet, just send them the link to the first 
uh, invisible camera video without a comment, telling them, hey, that's awesome, and then get their reaction. And at the end, it links, and in the, in the description, it links to the second part, which is the blooper reel. So um, that will certainly shed some light on it. And check out Chris's reaction video too, if you're listening. I I, I put it up. I put it up in our, our show notes from our show last week. I'll put it up this week when this episode airs. But definitely check that out. All right, Chris. See you in ten years, I guess. <laughs> see you then. Take care. was it for this week's episode and um there will be one next week that is a promise <laughs> thanks again to all of you who listen to this i'm so happy you're still around and you haven't given up on me just yet um, of course, if you liked this episode, there's ways to help me keep on the lights over at tfttf.com support. Music for the show by Jeff Smith, sound partner in HP Kagerud, publishing and Slack challenges by Release Pixie, Matt Rafsitar, Armstead, Slack invitations, yep, the Slack is still a thing, by Chief Invitation Officer, CIO, Rusty Russ. The link to get on the Slack is, of course, in the show notes or over at tfttf.com slash yslack w-h-y-s-l-a-c-k My name is Chris Marquardt you'll find me on social media at Chris M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T Go out and take amazing photos share them with the world be nice to each other wear a mask be compassionate and of course Happy shooting. <laughs> <laughs>